You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1,229. And it's our 1,543rd interview. We've been on the air since March of 2009, and we're the longest-running business podcast that is headquartered in beautiful Orange County, California. And we have a great show planned for you. I promise you're going to want to listen to this. The origins of Tough Toe started in 1975, ladies and gentlemen, when a baseball fan who was also a chemical engineer working with NASA created what would become the first version of Tough Toe out of his garage in Long Beach. Ryan Pribble is on the show today to discuss the journey from that garage in the 70s to becoming the largest pitcher toe plate and boot protection product in the world. Ryan, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Thank Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, see, I even screwed up. I said book instead of boot. So, Well, maybe that's a new market for us. It is. Cover books, yes. Yeah. Cover my books. So tell our audience of fellow business owners and CEOs about the firm. Specifically, what makes you unique in this space that you've chosen? Well, obviously, uh, probably a lot of people out there haven't heard about Tough Toe, so um, that makes us unique. The product itself, we uh, manufacture a liquid polyurethane adhesive, and um, it goes on baseball pitchers' cleats because as they drag their back foot when they throw off the mound, they burn through their leather uppers. and. Uh, you can put it on anything. You know, it's made out of highly technical specialty chemicals. It is uh, waterproof and chemical proof. Well, chemical resistant, abrasion mm-hmm. resistant, uh, puncture resistant. It's flexible. It's an adhesive, so it bonds things together very well. It's just a great product. And, uh, you know, we have the service side of the business where we apply this for every, like I said, professional baseball pitchers and colleges across the country, they send it in. Well, we found out that our producer here, Nicole Terry, she has a friend who's a baseball player who uses your product. So we should give a shout out to him. We should remain (laughs) nameless, but you know who you are. Okay. So, you know, I started in Tough Toe when I was about 24 years old. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I was getting my MBA at the time from Chapman, local, local college here. Shout out to them. Sure. But they don't really teach you how to run a business. And so I made uh, quite a few mistakes, and sure. you know, every once in a while you make the same mistake twice, and gosh darn it, if I didn't make a few mistakes three times, right. well, I feel like uh, I should have spent some jail time for those. But, <laughs> um, He's just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but the beauty of it is that Tough Toe has always saved, the product itself has always saved my bacon. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that good, and you know we've grown organically, we don't do any advertising or anything like that, it's been word of mouth, and... We just continue to grow. So it's really our product when it comes down to it that, that you know, we're a small company dealing niche markets, but we got right. a great product. Right. But um, uh, speaking of niche markets, that you read my mind. That's my next question. You mentioned the, af- the sports aspect of it. Right. Where else have you taken this product? Where else is there a need for a product like Tough Toe? Well, you know... Back in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, the product was pre-mixed and frozen. So it was we had to keep it on dry ice in freezers. Otherwise, when it became room temperature, it would start to cure, to cure right? Mm. So it was use it or lose it. And we knew that, well, we couldn't uh, go to market with that. So <laughs> we came out with a preformed pitching toe, injection molded, and brought that to market in the early 90s. And that 
did well. Right. There wasn't much else on the market. But as far as the other product, it was kind of just a service. But um, we knew we couldn't feed two families. My brother and I couldn't feed two families just on that little niche market. So mm -hmm. I used to do a lot of trade shows and flying all over the place. And I would fly in and out of LAX. And this one time, business was going just okay, but we knew we needed to make a pivot. I, did, I couldn't afford to, uh, you know, pay for parking in the terminal, so I always used the employee parking lot and then took the shuttle in. Mm -hmm. And coming home one time, it's late at night, I'm tired, I'm on the employee shuttle, and I look around, I'm kind of looking down because I'm tired, and there are six guys on there with steel-toe work boots. And their steel toes hanging out of their boots. I mean, mm -hmm. they're just beat up. And three of the guys, you could see the steel toe. One of the guys had clear Mylar packaging tape on his Sure. trying to hold it together another guy had silver duct tape and the most ingenuous of them was a guy that you know what pvc glue is yeah you know you get yeah. the white pvc and you slap it yeah. with this uh, stuff blue? so yeah the blue. blue so it was bright blue toesies hanging out there and i'm like <laughs> oh man there it is i've got there's my market all these guys could use my you know instead of one player out of nine on a on a on a baseball field right all these guys could use my product. And so from then on out, I've been chasing work boots. What an entrepreneurial story. So uh, <laughs> if we had the gong ready, because uh, normally here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, when you hear that gong, that means it's a teachable moment. So you want to maybe go back about a minute and you got the entrepreneurial inspiration at a time when you might have been dead dog tired, right? Absolutely. And not really looking, doing advanced market research, no, right? not at all. <laughs> no. And I needed it, but and there it was. <laughs> right. And life, life brought it to you. Absolutely. Just because you looked down. Right. Absolutely. So how was that market for you then? So that, that's, that's great. That's a work boot market? Yeah, work boot. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys that, you know, kick the leather toes off their steel toe boots, guys that are on their hands and knees, roofers, cement guys. And they just burn right through their the steel toe part of the boot. Uh -huh. The rest of the boot's fine. Right. And so um, now we co-brand with Red Wing Shoes. And so we're in all the Red Wing Shoe stores across oh, wow. the country. And they're a great brand. And uh, it's a great marriage, great partnership. Yeah, so what's that like to have a, a big brand like that behind your brand? Well, it's awesome. I mean, obviously it gives me, um, you know, they believe in me. They believe in the product. And it, it makes us legitimate, you know, because mm -hmm. they are the best boots in the world really right and so um being with them we jump in their distribution channels and i can concentrate on making the best product i can make and allow them to go out and sell and distribute so that's that's one of the things that we talked about in one of the peer groups that we had this morning uh terry soria was there talking about how to leverage your brand and grow your business mm. she runs tea and company here in orange county public relations and branding firm and she was <coughs> talking about strategic relationships mm-hmm how you a, a company can align with uh, Ford Motor or Red sure. Wing Shoes, and how that can bring instant credibility, but also a channel that has huge volume potential. Right? Absolutely, right, right, yeah. So it's been a great marriage for us, great marriage for us, and I'm hoping that there's a few more of those partnerships out there. Right. So if you happen to be listening today and you're one of those kind of brands, you ought to. We'll give you the contact information for yeah. Ryan towards the end of the show. So you got to listen for about another 12 minutes, okay, right ladies on. and gentlemen. Can you think of a decision that you made along the way that really kind of empowered the growth and what you're seeing from Tough Toe today, Ryan? Uh, you know, besides identifying that market, that was huge. But probably another one would be, um, like I said, it was pre-mixed and frozen. We couldn't take that to market. And so we ran. Or I, I was lucky enough to run into a gentleman that worked for a large adhesive manufacturing company and they had two part materials which is what we have now uh -huh. and he came to me and said hey would you know you could probably sell more if you could sell it you know retail and i said absolutely so 
uh, we developed with that company a two-part solution. And that was going well until there were some quality control issues and some price increases. And I just realized, oh, man, I'm a middleman here. Mm. And I am building somebody else's business, oh, not wow. my own. Oh, yeah, right. So I uh, just became focused on learning and, and trying to figure out how to make it myself. And so then the same gentleman, I told him, you know, look, I, 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 I got to be my own got to do my own thing here and right. and he introduced me to some you know rock star chemical engineers that he knew back in the day and these guys were all retired and some of them had built and sold their own adhesive companies and hmm. were sailing off into the sunset but they kind of really took me under their wing and helped me out and so well, you're really lucky yeah right for sure i mean oh for sure that's a story that's inspiring yeah, total yeah it was just a blessing and so in 95 we were launching their version of tough toe by 2001, we, we had our own. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the gentleman, Mr. Jacobs, who had that company, sold it to 3M for $30 million. And he sailed off under the sunset. And six months later, I got a, a letter from 3M <laughs> saying, Cease and desist, baby. Yeah, well, no, no, they just said, uh, we're not going to support that line. You know, we're, oh. we're not in niche markets, right? Oh, my you God. You're too small for us. We're not even going to make it for you. So oh. thankfully. Yeah. I had already right. had the wheels going, and, and we were... Holy cow. Yeah, didn't need them, but man, <laughs> I wouldn't have a business without it, for this, sure. This is one lucky person here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I, I hope your luck rubs off on the rest of us here well, in the studio yeah, today, Ryan yeah. Pribble. Well, sure. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, blessed for sure. Right? Absolutely. If you were to give advice, maybe one suggestion. I know you're a humble guy, so just kind of go with me a little bit on this one. But other entrepreneurs that are leading companies... From your experiences, is there a piece of advice you'd want to share with our audience today? Uh, you know, I just, I've got a college roommate I've just visited in Colorado, and he is running his business, but he doesn't own it. And um, he's got a, kind of has an absentee owner, and we were discussing business. And, you know, the advice that I gave him and what I would give anybody is, you know, if you have an idea of a product or a market or a new strategy or a new service, you know, it, it comes down to betting on yourself. You got to bet on yourself. And sometimes it takes guts to follow your gut, you know, right. <laughs> and it's scary. Right. And you're going to get a lot of no's, especially when it's okay. I got to mortgage my house or I got to take money out of my 401k or what have you. You're going to get a lot of no's from your friends and family that don't want to take you to take those types of risks. Right. But if you have an obsessed, you know, vision and focus, I say bet on yourself. You know, you're going to get a lot of no's, but those no's, you know, you got it's your responsibility to turn those no's into yeses by instead of you being a, an obstruction in my way, mm -hmm. I need, it's my job to convince you to help me get to a yes. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's funny, you know, several years ago I was talking to my wife and I had this vision for where I wanted the family to go and what I wanted to do. And we talked about it for years, this specific thing I wanted to do. And out of frustration, she just says, you know, you just never take no for an answer. Mm. And was that a compliment? No. <laughs> no, she wasn't, you know. You're she so was, persistent. She was frustrated, so right, I right. love about you, honey. Right, but I tried to diffuse the situation, and I just looked at her and said, you know, there are no no's. They're just longer yeses. Hmm. And, you know, sometimes, honey, you're a long yes. And, <laughs> you know, that's kind of how I've been with my business as well, that, you know, it's. It took me five years to get an appointment with a buyer for Dick's Sporting Goods, and they're the only. They're the last national sporting goods chain 
across the country. And it took me 14 years to go from knocking on Red Wing's door to co-branding with them. Wow, 14 years. Yeah, and now I'm working on a 16-year yes, I'll call it, uh-huh. that uh, these rock star chemical engineers that helped me along the way all told me, you can't do it, no, that idea is not going to work. We've tried it, it's tried mm-hmm. in the past, we can't, it can't be done. And I'm, I'm three months away from a 16-year yes, <laughs> just because... I don't know. I just you just got to follow your gut and and bet on yourself. And I don't I, know, another lucky, I, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I love that answer because if I could, um, having spent twenty five years in the corporate world where it was a challenging thing, but I found the way to be successful. I didn't realize how much more being an entrepreneur now, being eleven years in, mm-hmm. would ever challenge me compared to the corporate world. Right. There are aspects of being an entrepreneur that are so deeper, so much deeper than just getting a paycheck and working your ass up, sure. working hard for somebody else, right, right. that I really couldn't fully appreciate until I was in this seat and absolutely. life gave me those opportunities. Are you committed or not? Right, right, absolutely. Are you really believing you can be successful or do you want to blink? Right, right? exactly. And just write off what you've already spent and just go find a job and right. call it a good learning experience. Yeah, right? I had several friends say, dude, give this up, you know? You got You're talented. You're you're smart enough. You could, you could go get a right. job somewhere. For as hard as you work, as much as you risk, that's <laughs> right. all you're making. Right. What do you got exactly. in your mind? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why that's are you doing it was that? For a long time. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be a long time. <laughs> a long time. Yes, right. sir. It doesn't have to. You know. I mean. And it's not on your clock. Uh, you no. can You can work your behind off. You can do all the things you think are right. You can make all the best decisions possible, and you still may not get the results that you're expecting. Absolutely. Absolutely. But. Wow. You got to okay. keep going. But you got to keep going. <laughs> Don't give up there. Nope. Got to keep going. Right? Especially now. Um, th- there's so many ways to make money with technology and entrepreneurism. It's a great time to be an entrepreneur in this country, right. in my opinion. Let's talk, Ryan Pribble, about your core. we got about four minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show and okay. Podcast. All right. your, your philosophy, I call it your guiding principle. How, how have you built Tough Toe? What, you know, what, what is it that you bring to work that sort of instills the culture in you and your team? Oh, boy. Well, I think you can tell I'm fairly tenacious and persistent, right? Right. So I think that... Were you um, an athlete? I, I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but nothing professional or anything like that. Right, but, yeah, but, yeah. Right. I just think that you don't have a big philosophy, but it's kind of more of a lead-by-example type of, type of situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want my team to persevere through their issues, their problems, you know, getting to their goals. It's easy to come ask me for the answers. I've been doing this almost 30 years. So I need them to solve their own problems, be tenacious about it. And that builds confidence within themselves and confidence within the group and the team. So I would say, you know, being persistent and then maybe, uh, you know, I'm I'm all about integrity. And so I think that, you know, we're all going to get somewhere in life, wherever that is, we're going to get somewhere, but it's, it's more about um, how you get there, you know, the journey versus the destination, but, right. but, but the journey, it's how you act while you're on that journey, right? That's how you treat people and it's how, you know, can you look somebody in the eye when you talk to them? Is your handshake and your word just as good as a 50-page legal document, you know, or are you um, consistent, can you tell somebody the truth when it's hard to tell somebody the truth? Right. So I try to approach it that way. I mean, people love to root for the good guy in the movies, right? Yes. So um, Most people. Most people. Yeah. Right. And, and I just think that, uh, you know, answering the call, being the guy that, that has integrity, that's how you get to those long yeses, right? Yes. Because you've got to build a foundation right. of 
truth and honesty and integrity so that maybe you're going to say no in three months, maybe you're going to say no in three years, but gosh darn it, in 10 years, right. <laughs> we're going to get a yes out if of you. I'm still on this earth. Right. right. And it's because we've built a relationship and you can see I am who I am and I do what I say. And, you know, I'm hoping that that rubs off on. Wow. That's awesome. I want, I want to reel it back a little bit to what you said um, earlier. Um, one of the things that I hear in the peer groups from a lot of the leaders of companies is it's so great when an employee comes having identified a problem with a possible solution, whether it's the best idea or not, if it's the seeds from which the better idea might be able to sure. be sprung. And, and it's so great to, for somebody to come to them and say, hey, this is wrong. And here's what I think we might want to do about it. Right. Because then it's they're helping you to solve problems. Right, right? absolutely. And that's such a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> right, yeah, sometimes right. they know better how to solve the problem even than, sure. than you do because you're a distance away right, from it. Right, right, right. They've right? got their hands on it every day, all day, right. for sure. Absolutely. Right. And I agree with you. Persistence is the key. Um, mm-hmm. That one extra... I've always been rewarded when I've worked a little extra effort. You know what I mean? Of course. I, I've rarely put the extra effort into something and not seen almost an immediate need for that to go, oh, I'm glad I had that. Right. Really, I'm really happy that I, I did that on right. Saturday morning yeah, versus that's not right. doing that. Absolutely. I'd rather be lucky in some ways than good. And you make your luck by the effort, right? It's where right. opportunity meets preparation. Absolutely. That's what <laughs> I think luck is. All right, Ryan Pribble, you're going to be back on the show in a couple of years. What's going to be different for you and or Tough Toe Incorporated, my friend? Uh, I think that uh, there are a few, I'd say about a half dozen other partnerships that I, that can be had, wow. you know, as far as uh, co-branding opportunities. Now, huh? Yeah. And then this 16-year-long yes, I'm three months away from it. We're in the final <laughs> stages of testing. And I think that's going to take us to a new level. I think it's wow. going to allow us to get into the general adhesives market. And that's a much broader market right. than just putting, you know, our great product on footwear. Right. So uh, that's wow. the plan. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely coming back. Yeah. You may not have to wait a couple of years, maybe just a couple of months, maybe this time next year, Nicole, we need to get them back on. If someone would like to learn more about Tough Toe, how would they find you online? Our website, toughtoe.com, T-U-F-F-T-O-E.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, same thing, Tough Toe, and I think at Tough Toe with Instagram and what else is there? So, I'm not the highest tech guy, but... Have you th- always been Tough Toe, T-U-F-F? T-O-E. Right. That's yep. always been the brand. That's it. Yep. Okay. So yep. it's out there. Just Google right. Tough Toe, baby, and you will find it. Well, thank you for giving of your time. Absolutely. Being a part of the community. I've enjoyed this a lot. I, I was serious when I said I've been looking forward to this interview. Ryan and I have been talking about this for some time. Thank you for making Absolutely. the time to be thank here, Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show, Mr. Paul Roberts, and our three producers, without whom we could not do the show each week. They are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, And our newest producer, who's here in the studio, off-camera, Nicole Terry. If you'd like to connect with me, uh, let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 